0: We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. I am not going to give up and die, but I shall live. You shall live. Your family shall live. Your children shall live. Hope Restoration Ministries, Restoring hope to our world. our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. I love you this morning. Can we all stand on our feet? We are aware that, you know, we are living in difficult days. But can I say that difficulties are not unique to our times? I believe the Lord is with us even though the petrol continues to rise, the ripple rate continues, continues to go up. Some of us, for the houses, and the cars that we own, and some of us, we still believe in God for employment. That is why I would want us to stand and declare that the Lord would continue to provide for us and continue to stand like David once said, the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I've got everything that I need, for we believe the great shepherd would continue to take care of us. So I want us to lift our country in prayer to live the economy of the country in prayer and to pray for other saints to say, God, may you continue to supernaturally provide for them. Can we pray? Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we come to you, my Father. Thy word declares in the last days. Those that are going to call upon your name shall be saved. And even this morning we call upon your name. For we know you are God who's well able to make a way where there seem to be no way. We declare in the name of Jesus supernatural provision. Upon our lives, thy word declares those who seek your face shall lack no good thing. Even during these times of famine, we declare our needs, they shall be taken care of. We stand and we declare. With David to say we were young and now we are old, and we've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. We are not forsaken this morning. The very same God who takes care of the lilies of the field, who feeds the the, the birds of the earth, is the very same God who knows our needs. You are Heavenly Father, who takes care of our need. We therefore intercede. For this nation, oh God, intercede for the economy of this nation. We pray, my Father, even for ESCOM, we pray, let there become in the name of Jesus. We stand against the wicked plans of the enemy. We stand upon, we stand against politics, oh God, that are influencing how things are, oh Father, in the name of the Lord. We declare your will and thine shall be done in our lives. This we pray in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your word this morning. Israel, I call in a mantra. Israel, I call a Israel, I sharper than any two-edged sword. And we declare, my Father, it shall put to sand the spirit and soul, put to sand the joints and marrow, and it will continue to descend the thoughts of our hearts, and, my Father, we declare, may you continue to minister to us. Is our greater joy and greater peace have those who love your law, and nothing shall cause them to stumble. We thank you, my Father, that your law, the entrance of your word, brings forth enlightenment. Thank you for the renewed minds this morning. Thank you for transformed lives. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and the church of Jesus said, Amen and amen. As you sit down, please look at your neighbor and say, Please don't forget to give her your amen. She needs them. I know it is hot, but please don't sleep on me. Hallelujah. Please continue to encourage me. Please even tell that one. Just tell her to say, Mikey, please. Fight, 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 that's lumber in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we love you this morning and so good to see you. So we continue on the theme that says revolution is in Doziochiga. And we are saying when we look back, we should be able to see minds which were transformed this year. We should be able to see behaviors that were changed. We need to see transformed lives And not only that, we are saying we need to see the turnaround and the reversal in all spheres of our lives. When we look at our marriages, we need to see, socially, we need to see the revolution. Psychologically, we need to see the revolution in all aspects of life, spiritually, economically, and otherwise. This morning, I want to say unto us, "Ningasabi." Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. God is with us. You know, we are living in difficult times, but exciting times as well. For I believe the Lord is going to show up in ways that we would never even believe. Some of us, we just have to give God time. We shall look back and realize that even the diffi- in, the, in the midst of difficulties, God was at work. Some of us, we just have to, you know, stretch forth our faith and believe for the impossible during these times. For I believe the Lord had made sure that we are alive during these exciting times so that we can bring about the transformation and the radical change that we want to see in this nation and globally as well. You see, after God has created us, not only did he create us, but he put us in different places, in different spaces, in different areas, so that we can impact and transform those areas. And I believe the Lord has entrusted us with this beautiful land, South Africa, so that we can bring about the beautiful change. When you read in the book of Genesis, the Bible declares, after God has created man, or before God could create man, he planted a garden eastward and he put the man adam whom he has formed into that garden to take care of it may we understand that the space that the lord has put you in he wants you to take care of same he wants you to be responsible for that place it is so unfortunate that during our time a number of us we are caught and we are trapped in what i call space gazing, and space envy. Work with me this morning. Some of us this morning, as soon as we woke up, the first thing that we did, we began to gaze the space. We began to check messages. We began to listen to voice notes that people have sent us. And we wasted precious time We couldn't even call upon the name of the Lord just to thank the Lord for the gift of life. We didn't wake up to say thank you, Father, but we are trapped upon the screens of life, be it small screens or big screens, be it a laptop, be it a television, more so the cell phones. Every time we waste our time gazing into space, not only that, Not only are we gazing into space, but we are craving, we are envying people's lives. We are looking into their ministries. We're looking into their businesses. We are craving their beauty. We are craving the fun they seem to be having. We are craving their growth. We are craving their success. And we waste time. Other than taking care of the space and the fields that the Lord has placed us in. We are busy, we are envious of others. We are allowing distractors to steal our time. May the Lord help us. That is why this morning I want to speak to you on this subject. Own your zone, own your field, own your domain. Own your turf. May we all understand that the Lord has given us life and he has placed us in those fields so that we can take charge of them. Therefore, take charge of your field. Take charge of your garden. Take charge of your domain. Take charge of your turf. For the Lord has honored you with that space. maybe you may be asking what is my zone your zone is everything and anything that God has entrusted you with such as your body your body is your zone your mind is your zone your soul is your zone your spirit man is your zone therefore take charge Of your body Be careful what you feed Your body Be careful what you take Into your body Make sure you take proper care Of the temple of the Lord Not only that But make sure you guard Your mind and your heart With everything you have For you understand that Out of it flows The issues of life Not only that But you need to make sure that you work out your salvation with fear and trembling understanding that your spirit man depends on you to do that so your zone is your body is your mind is your spirit your zone is your marriage is your relationships is your children your family your talents and gifts your place of work your place of learning your home your possessions your business your ministry or your community Even this church community this is your zone your zone and I am saying to you own your zone take charge of your zone make sure things good things they happen within your zone so when we say own your zone, we mean take responsibility for the changes that need to be made in your life and in your surrounding. Take responsibility. Work on and mend things that are out of order in yourself and within your zone. Sometimes you need to sit back and just do an evaluation and do a self-examination of your life and of your zone. If there's any dysfunction within that zone, if there's any dysfunction within that space, begin to work to change things around. Owning your zone means you need to nurture and cultivate your territory into the most productive space ever. Some of us, we need to begin to work In our zone, so that we can begin to see fruit in our field, fruit in our domain, fruit in our spaces. You see, a revolution, as much as we're saying, but it will take us to own our spaces and zone. Otherwise, it will be just a slogan through our mouths. But when some people look at us, They look at our field, they look at our gardens, they look at our domain. They see the things they they did remain the same. And I'm praying that may the Lord help us to take responsibility because radical change depends on our willingness to take responsibility and make the changes that need to be made in whatever space that we find ourselves. And I believe the Lord would give us wisdom even this morning so that we may see the things that are disorderly and begin to bring order to sin. Proverbs 24, 30 to 34, it reads as follows in the New King James Version. I went by the field of a lazy man, or woman, and by the vineyard of the man devout of understanding, or of a woman without understanding. And there it was all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone walls was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. And my question is when people consider your life, when they look closely at your field and at your life, what do they see? What instruction do they receive? And it continues to say in verse 33 a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler or like an intruder, and your need like an armed man. Poverty will surprise you because you are lazy. But I want us to look at the very same verses. In the message translation, it reads as follows. Please don't sleep on me in the name of Jesus. One day I walked by the field of an old lazy bones. Hey, I wonder when, when someone considers our lives, what is it that they are calling us? What names have we been dubbed with? He's called an old lazy bones. And then passed by the vineyard of a slob. Oh my goodness. They were overgrown with weeds. Thick with thistles. All the fences broken down. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon, And I listened. I wonder what is it that your soul, that is, what is it that your marriage What is it that the state of your children? What is it that your business, what is it that your workspace or learning space is preaching to people this morning? He says Solomon, and then it preached me a sermon and I listened. A nap here, a nap there. A day of here, a day of there. Sit back, take it easy. Ah, these words, they sound so familiar. Take it easy. Do you, not, do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dead poor life with poverty as your permanent house guest. And I'm praying this morning that may we not be comfortable with poverty that doesn't want to leave our homes, our houses because it has made itself a permanent house guest because we decided to sleep on our God ordained soul. And I want us to learn a few lessons from the scripture that we just read. This man was entrusted with a place of great potential. If only he cultivated that place, that place could have been a fruitful place. But He decided to sleep. That place that could have been a great source of revenue, a great source of income, a great source of blessing to him and his family and his community became a barren place, a place of thorns and weeds. We don't see instead of vines, instead of grapes, we see thorns. Weeds because he decided to neglect the zone that the Lord has given him. Likewise, if we decide to neglect the spaces that the Lord has entrusted us with, those places are going to turn into places of thorns and weeds, other than becoming productive spaces. Therefore, I am saying to you, Church of Jesus, own your zone, own your turf. Own your territory, own your space, own your garden. Understand that no one is going to work your garden for you. You are supposed to take responsibility for your garden. Stop looking at other people's garden and begin to do something about your garden. Some of us, we've even ordained and appointed ourselves as others' critics. Every day when you wake up, you're waiting for a post so that you can criticize and begin, you know, to say, to complain and say negative things while your field is left unattended, while thorns are growing in your field. You've appointed yourself to do something that God never created you to do. You even say, you know, yeah, no, when I say something, Positive criticism, there's a thin line between positive criticism and being just negative and neglecting the space that the Lord has given you. So the first thing, if you ask, how then do I keep, own my zone? How then do I own my field, take care of my field, and take charge of my field, garden and domain? The first thing, you need to keep and tend your zone. Take care of your zone. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in a garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. The man was given work to take care of the garden. To keep means he was supposed to guard and protect that space. And this is where some of us, we have put our guards down. And the Lord would want us To start protecting our health, to start protecting our marriages, to start protecting our children, to start protecting our investments and businesses, to start protecting the church of Jesus, his bride, to stand our ground, understanding that the enemy, he roams around like a roaring lion, looking for the one whom he would destroy, but as for us, we are guarding our The enemy won't come in on our watch Because we have guarded our space We are vigilant We are active We are aware We are not slumbering We are not sleeping But we understand This is my turf The walls are up Guarding the place Unlike the slopes Place the walls were broken down. Therefore, invaders, they could come in. Wild flowers began to grow. Wild animals began to come. Destroyers, they began to come. You know, a number of us, we are so concerned these days about the climate. Viva. You know yourself. Climate change and, and global warming, Hey. Eh? But the sad thing is that, you know, as much as we are concerned about the pollutants, pollutants in the environment, pollutants within the water, pollutants, you know, even poison in our food, we have opened ourselves up. Our souls are open to all the pollutants, to all the poison. We indulge on anything and everything. When we wake up in the morning, some. We are even void of sleep, as Lali see peace. You even ask yourself, no, my soul says, this is not the sense so. I am telling you, it's just that you are not aware. Your hand is so used to tapping and just crawling that phone, that even when you are sleeping, you are sitting, unaware, you are waking. My goodness, I am praying, may the Lord deliver us. From the screens, may the Lord deliver us from this technology. They are not into the world because of this distraction, because of television, because of the laptops. I'm not sure Google or has become an invader in our families. That is why we don't even know the state of our heads. We don't even know the state of our flocks. How can you be vigilant whilst you are doing this? How can you be aware that to Satan Sega lay in your space when you are busy doing this? May the Lord help us so that we can stand guard and begin to walk around our space and begin to check the temperature of our space and say things are not what they are supposed to be. And I'm going to take it upon myself to make them go back to that place. So that is to keep and to tend means to dress, to till, to cultivate, to tend the soil, to take hard work. You are working your land because you understand work is a blessing from God. Can I say to those of us Who are blaming Adam? Why was our son and daughter? When I know Eve, had you not disobeyed God, wouldn't be working like this. Let me tell you, work did not come because of the fall of man. Man was given work before his disobedience, because work is a blessing from the Lord. The Lord wired us to work. That is why. You know, you are not created to idle. Some of us, the reason why we are frustrated today is because we are unemployed. Every day we wake up and we look at the sunset and we look at the sunrise and we are so frustrated within ourselves because we are never created to seek and do nothing. That is why this morning, if you are waiting for employment, my prayer is find something to do while you are waiting. Work on your garden. Sweep your floor. Just do whatever that needs to be done. Let me tell you, if God wanted our spaces to take care of themselves, he would have designed creation that tended itself. Can you imagine you wake up in the morning? and my garden, my lawn is cut. Because your lawn cut itself. Huh? Your yard has swept itself. But God wanted to build within Humanity, work ethic. Uh, Let's talk, let's talk. i Africans, man. especially South Africans. Uh, A reputation here to my daughter. Things, they have to change. There has to be a revolution when it comes to how people view us as far as work is concerned. Palatina, we've been dubbed as lazy bones, as South Africans. They are saying, if you want your business to collapse... Hire a South African person. Because we are good, they say. They say we are good at complaining. And when it's time to work, we want to nap. We want to relax. I must see again the South Africans who are not saved. I mean, I had an opportunity to sit with business people. You see what my tendrum, He is for prayer. He is for intercession. But he doesn't tolerate when it is time to, to, to work. Because everything is beautiful in it its time. When it is time to work, when it is time to work, it is not time to to pray it is not time to share the word yes find time to pray find time to study the word. but when it is time for you to roll up your sleeves and wear, do that do that you know the companies what they are doing currently companies are head hunting people who are diligent and let me tell you some of you you're thinking you are just going to apply for Mr. Benzi. But I am saying, let your reputation of being a hard worker precede you. May precede even your CV so that companies would look for you, would come running and say, can you please come work for us? Mr. is really, can we be like that for the sake of the gospel? Can we be like that for the glory to the glory of the Lord? We work hard, and I want to emphasize: we work hard, not only smart, but let, let us be hard workers. My seven, you work as though there's no tomorrow. You work as though God is your boss. You work as though God is your CEO because He is. The Bible did less. Let us work. As though we are doing it for God and not as unto men. Because some of us, the reason why we are disappointed, we are focused on men, and we have lost sight of the fact that there is an audience of one who expects us to impress him by how we are diligent in working our field. Let's work our field, Let's take care of our field. In the name of Jesus. God wants to bless the fruit of our labor and not to do the labor for us. Some of us, we are prayer warriors. But let me tell you no matter how prayerful you are, God will never tend and take care of the garden that you need to tend and take
1: care of.
0: Father, cut the lawn for me. Father, and we shake, we shake. Nothing will happen. Hey, I saw that as well. Hey, I could see the panic in your eyes. That's how passionate I am with this. The second thing, invest in your zone. Pastor you know some of these things I'm in the same morning, so, so understand why I'm, I'm like this today. Né? So you invest in your zone. Invest in your field. You put in time. You put in effort. You put in energy, you put in resources, you put in your all in your field for you understand the very same field is the very same field that is going to feed you. You're going to turn it from barrenness to a a harvest-filled place because you are honoring what God has entrusted you with. Realize that the sluggard commits no transgression. And I know some of you are thinking, what are you saying? He didn't steal someone's wife. He didn't steal someone's property. He didn't lie about someone. The only sin he committed was not a sin of commission. It was a sin of omission. He omitted that which he was supposed to do. Because he thought he still had time. How many of us are thinking about that? To say tomorrow, we are procrastinating we are putting off what needs to be done today for tomorrow because we are thinking tomorrow is guaranteed. This lawful man, this is what he thought. Tomorrow I would wake up and pull up the weeds. Tomorrow I would wake up and begin to build the broken fences, the broken walls. But guess what? Before tomorrow could reach him, ruin and disgrace Reached him first. And some of us, this is where we are. We are saying, Tomorrow I would study. Can I speak to the youth? Can I speak to the young people? Some of us, we've been saying, I'm referring to myself, Tomorrow I would study. Come have a conversation with me. Another thing that I started. Because of the responsibility thereof and the, the staleness of my mind. Some of you, you're still young. You are well able to grasp and understand concepts some of us it takes me an hour to read one page when i in 15 minutes you can read and understand and articulate that which you read about that is why do not waste time what are you doing in the meantime make sure you work your zone, make sure you develop yourself, make sure you study, make sure you do all that needs to be done so that when it comes, some shadows, figure as it's all but You know, the same thing is good, those who are waiting, they wait forever and they end up being beaten. I'm not talking about you, my daughters, but there are those, but who were beaten? but while I was studying, um pursued me. When I remember I was not even aware there was a cue. Honestly, I was not aware. I was busy minding my own field, minding my own life, developing myself. Praying, you know, doing all that I needed to do, even to grow my spirit man, to feed my spirit man, to increase my faith, to grow my faith. Therefore, I am saying to you, whilst you are waiting for the breakthrough of the Lord, make sure you do not neglect what needs to be done, because the Lord expects you to do the same. Invest. Can you invest in your marriage? Some of us, Segat is speaking, Hey As those who are married, sometimes you need to humble yourself and apologize for something you didn't do. Oh uh, mean I'm telling you the truth. You are thinking you look at the pictures, as I'm no fun to relationship goes. It doesn't come that easy. You work. Sometimes you need to put childish things aside. Sometimes you need to put crying aside and deal with matters. You don't postpone what needs to be done in your marriage for tomorrow. Some of us, we are living with great regret. Because when we're supposed to say, sorry, mama, sorry, Baba, sorry, my sister, my brother, we postponed and we said we are going to do it tomorrow. Guess what? Tomorrow never arrived. Now there are no more. And we are living with this guilt. We're living with this heaviness. I am saying to you, just invest in your relationship. Invest in your marriage. Invest. Just begin to appreciate them. They may not be perfect. But it is hell out there for some parents. Therefore, appreciate what you have. Some of you, you don't see the greatness that the Lord has blessed you with. That is why this morning, I do not want you to take the blessings of the Lord for granted. Appreciate them. Affirm them. Love on them. Give them gifts. While you can. Oh. As we move from this point, realize that God knows who you are. He knows your name. He knows your potential. Gifts and the talents that he has given you. And that is why he's holding you responsible For where he has planted you Some of us We should be productive There's no excuse for us To be fruitless Because of the places The rich The richness of the place Of the zone Of the field that the Lord has placed us in Stop making excuses The Lord expects you To invest Your talents and your gifts That is why in the book of Matthew chapter 25, he speaks about those three servants. One of the servants was given five. The other two talents. The other one talent. If you were a critic, you would say it's unfair. How come that other one gets five? But the Lord knows you. The Lord knows me. That's why he has given me one. So please don't be jealous. You know what I do? When I wake up, I take out that one. I begin to work on it, I begin to polish it, I begin to fix what's wrong with it, and I begin to use it. And some of us with the five talents, we are just sitting on them. But with the slaves, the master came back and he wanted to settle accounts. Then the first slave said, Master, you gave me five, and I gained five. The one who was given two, he said, Master, you gave me two talents, and I gained two. The one who was given one, he said, oh, master, master, you and your issues. You know, when I thought about you, the kind of person that you are, I decided, you know what, you are hard to please and all those things. So let me take this one and just bury it so that when you come back, at least I'm safe. I still have, I didn't lose it because I was scared. Should I have invested it? Bang you loser and then you your pendulant in. So here's your one. And I know we may be laughing, but some of us, that's what we are doing. The Lord has blessed us, and we are just sitting on our blessings, talents, and gifts. Some of us, we look at you, and we say, I'm telling you, because you are not even aware of your potential. Some of you, you're not even aware of your spiritual gifts. Some of us, we need to pray long prayers just to see the Lord coming through, just to see people getting healed. When are you pray because you've got that gift of healings, but you are sitting on it because you are a sluggard, a slob. Even when God nudges you at night to say, Wake up, it's time for prayer. You know what you do first? You look at your phone. And then you see, actually, I'm a notifications. Okay, let's talk about I'm a notifications. I don't have notifications. And if you send me a message and I don't respond, please, it's nothing personal. Because I'm a notifications are a distraction. Some of us, you are sitting right now at church. Check out what I'm a That is why you are even distracted. Facebook, Instagram, everyone, everyone. do, do. To, to, Mina, I don't even have a ringtone So my phone is Excuse me I'm not going to be ruled by this So the Lord nudges you to say let's pray And then you look at time And then you see notifications And then you start You remember And before you know it You need to go to work And you have not prayed for us Some of us in your zone, we're depending on that prayer. Some, some of us, we are depending on you just to stretch yourself, so that you may see a breakthrough. That is why this is what the Lord says. I in charging. Hallelujah. Okay. So this is what the Master says, and I know it sounds harsh. He says to this guy. had one talent, you wicked and lazy servant. Since you knew I would demand your profit, why didn't you deposit my money with a banker? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver, which seems unfair. But he continues to say, which is something that I would want us to highlight, to those who use well what they are given, to those who are trustworthy with what they have been given, even more will be given unto them. But from those who sit on their skill, from those who sit on their gifts, from those who sit on their talent, the very same little that they have would be taken and given to those who have much. Some of us, we're thinking we are spiteful to our bosses at work, to our employers, and we are sitting on our skills, Talents and giftings And every time you are sitting on them You are thinking Oh yes if, if they only knew That I can just turn this company Around Just At the snap Of my finger But Just to be spiteful I am not going to do it And you are thinking You are going to grow in that skill Some of you you think You still have it I am telling you check yourself to see if you still have it it could be that you don't have it anymore ask Samson Samson the Philistines are upon you and the Bible says he woke up and he thought this was one of those days where victory was assured and he began to flex and he said here I come and he went and there was no power and he was humiliated, and he was defeated. And some of us, we are thinking we've got it until you try to use it. And then you realize, oh, it has, you know, collected dust. It has rusted. May the Lord help us. May we understand all that we are supposed to do. We are not doing it to please man. But there is a master. There is a God. There is a creator who has bestowed all these things unto us. And as we use them, as we begin to do that which we are called to do, he alone receives the glory. And the others are just beneficiaries. So never mind who benefits from your hard work as long as he receives the glory in the name of Jesus. The not spend too much time focused on why things cannot happen. But they're diligent. They make them happen. Let's go to the last one. The fourth one says, I want it next time. You need to guard against apathy. Apathy is lethargy. Have you ever met a person who's indifferent, who is cold, who is uninterested, who is not bothered, who is lethargic, who is apathetic? You even see how they walk. So, when I am, I see whatever even when they see people who are in pain they're unbothered ah isn't doesn't (laughs) be i hope restoration ministries i am praying because apathy is a disease that kills dreams that puts to rest passions some of us we used to be zealous for the things of the lord we used to be passionate in prayer we, we, we used to be full of life. We used to be entho- enthusiastic. Amen. But now, look at us. I, but see, we should not neglect the coming together of the saints and then we come to church. Hallelujah. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We glorify your name. During worship, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you know that the sad thing, yo, you guys, you're able to worship, and then the <laughs> the knees started. it leap. Ah, you guys, huh? Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hey, who receives the glory? My goodness, the things our children and we people are doing, they are so amazing. Is it about you or is it about this God? You know, some of us, when we know, even when I am down, you know, this year has been tough. I've ended the year in a tough way, but you would never tell it when I'm at church. Because I'm in the presence of the King of Kings And he deserves to be worshipped He deserves to be glorified My knee is not healed But entire healing will find me on the way Because I'm not going to put on slippers And sleep on my own But when I come into the house of the Lord I understand this is the house of prayer This is the house of restoration This is the house of life Therefore when I praise I praise as so though there is no tomorrow. Because there might not be tomorrow. But I don't want to be a corpse that wakes up and becomes a ghost. Because I feel I didn't do what I needed to do. But I want some of us, and I'm saying this, you know, I want to live. I want the Lord to satisfy me with long life. But even if I dropped dead, I mean I would have lived a fulfilling life. A God-honoring life with the little that I have, with the talent that I have, with all my my issues. I'm grateful to God for life. That is why when I come into the presence of the Lord, it's not about you, ma'am, excuse me. And I know, maybe I'm embarrassing you. They look lit, you know. They are pins. I'm not that one. When I come, when I want to cry, I cry. When I want to, very soon I'll be kneeling, I'll be kneeling. When I want to lift my hands. Because you do not know like I know where this God has taken me from. You do not know like I know the things this God has done for me. You do not know like I know the deliverance this God has given me. You do not know like I know the grace bestowed upon my life that this God has bestowed upon me. You do not know like I know the blessings that the Lord has given me. Therefore, when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I am not going to be apathetic. When I'm in the presence of the Lord, I would allow the zeal of his house to consume me because I understand he is the God, the creator who is worthy of our praise who is worthy of our worship and I would never allow the stones to worship him in my stead so apathy apathy doesn't turn things around apathy doesn't bring restoration in a community apathy doesn't grow a ministry apathy actually it puts on slippers I'm a tapa a tap where passion used to put on sneakers. It neglects what God wants to own, us to own. And it says it doesn't matter. When our spirit knows, it does. A says, does it matter? Is it worth it? And our spirit says, yes it is. It is worth it. And yes it does. It is worth it. In the name of Jesus. When the Lord came, as we close, can we stand? When the Lord went, the Bible says Christ Jesus was moving from one town to another city. Actually, he moved throughout the cities. It's like he was hard at labor, preaching the gospel, teaching the good news of the kingdom. And the Bible says when he saw the crowd how weary they were, how scattered they were, how broken they were. The Bible says he had compassion on them. And he said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. But for the sake of our sermon, I believe he said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are fast asleep. The workers are lazy. The workers are taking naps when work is supposed to be done. And he said to his disciples, "Pray unto the God and the Lord of the harvest, that He may bring laborers, laborers who are vigilant, laborers who understand that for such a time were they called so that they may work His field." And this morning, some of us, we are convicted. You know, when we consider the connections that the Lord has given you, how abrupt. How careless you were with some of the relationships that the Lord has given you. How uncaring you are in the marriage that the Lord has given you. How uncaring you are towards the children. How, how, how unfaithful you are in, in your workspace, in your learning space, in your business. You don't even understand the state of affairs in your business. Because you are just apathetic. And the Lord is saying consider how you have neglected the field that I've given you. Truth is, all of us, we've got a context of of, of where we are in life. We may not be in the same place. We are in different places. Different talents, different blessings and everything. But let me remind you, all of us, we've got same hour, hours, within a day all of us for as long as you are saved we've got the very same faithful god as our father and we've got the very same blessings that the lord has uh, uh, promises that the lord has given unto us therefore we need to start to stop making excuses and begin begin to reclaim the places that we have neglected and begin to do what god has called us to do And so, Father, we stand repentant before you. If you know, you know, you need His grace. You need His forgiveness. You need His message. You need His strength. Some of us, we've been running and we need Him to renew our strength. I want you to raise up your hands and say, Father, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. For we understand it is not by might, neither by power that we are well able to own our zone, But it is because of the grace that the Lord has bestowed upon us. It's because of His Spirit who, is, who lives in us and who is upon us. Because of His anointing that he has, he has poured out upon our lives. And therefore, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. May you help us, my God. Open our eyes that we may see some of the areas we have neglected in our marriages oh god in our families in our businesses in our community in our church in our nation my father may we realize that this is our temple. And we need to make sure that we take charge of the very same places that you have given us. We release, my Father, your blessing upon your people. That, my Father, they may begin to run and never grow weary. That they may begin to run and do the work you have called them to do, my Father, without fainting. We thank you for the great grace that you are pouring upon each and every one of us. In the name of the Lord. We thank you, my Father, that things are turning in our marriages, O oh God. Things are turning, my God, for our good, for the good of others in our community, my Father. We thank you for the strength. We thank you, my Father, even for the zeal that you are pouring upon us. is our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you are here, you know that you are not owning any zone. In actual fact, you have shifted from your zone. And the only person who can take you back is Christ Jesus himself. If you open yourself up and say, Lord, I